0: All right. Tonight, we are going to December 14th, 1962. This is a Friday. We're going to the Canadian Imperial Bank. As you saw on Google Earth, it is no longer there. It is now an Ikea, you know?
1: Mm. You know, I heard their Swedish meatballs are really good, but I've never had
2: them. I mean, they're Swedish meatballs. Nothing. I've never had Swedish meatballs. Yeah, you have. Have I? Yeah. Have you made them? No, but somebody brought them to your party last year.
0: It's a Friday. It's 1102 AM. This is payday. Everyone's getting paid today, and This bank, the Canadian Imperial Bank, is a, quote, hold up man's dream, end quote. That is what the paper said before this event even happened. Mm. As I said one more time, we're going December 14th, 1962. The manager of the bank, Robert Zavitz Holmes, says the following. And you can tell me what you guys think if this is if it's a hold up man's dream or not. He said the following before this even happened, quote, I feel we are about due for another robbery, end quote. Mm. I mean... The great thing about this specific bank location for a robber, if you look at it right here, you see it is right off the four-way highway. This four-way highway, it was there in 1962. Not only that, but you have different exchanges. You have I-40 here, and you have... You just have a lot of places you can get away. So you have like the four... Isn't that the
1: Motel 6 slang? I mean... uh, Expedia? Want to get away?
2: Is that
0: what you're thinking? Yeah. No, Motel 6 is, I think, um, uh, don't worry your wife will never find out (laughs) (laughs) and and we give discounts to politicians
2: Motel six diseases you're sure to get while staying here.
1: Listen, I I think I I told you my story about Motel Six, haven't I? I don't think so. I have never like, growing, stayed in a Motel growing Six. Growing up, growing up when we were driving to Florida, like because of the marketing, that's all I wanted to stay at. I like begged my parents. I was like, "Can we please stay at a Motel six Like it looks like so much fun. You're thinking that it's like Disney World. Yeah, for the hotels. commercials made it look great. The pool. I was ten, by the way, so like I didn't know. And they were like, "No." I was like, "Why not?" And then I finally, when I went, I went to California to visit my friend. Kristen and um, and I stayed at a Motel Six and I like, slept with the lights on because of the part of California I was in. <laughs> I would not have stayed there. It was a last minute thing. I was supposed to go the day, the next day and I was able to get a flight the night of. And so I had to find lodging.
0: Before this happened, the bank in this year, 1962, has already had three robberies.
2: Three in a year? Three
1: in a
0: year. Okay. A you, would,
2: you would think they just wouldn't keep a lot of money on hand in that bank. You would think they can... would just close the bank. Yeah. Like up security. But they've also... Turn it ha- into like
1: a McDonald's yeah. or an Ikea.
0: Well, it's closed down now, so. Well, they should have why. done this in
1: 1962. Yeah.
0: But there have been 400 false alarms since the beginning of 1962. What? So, false alarms. So, that's
1: more than one a day.
0: So, you'll see, uh, like in this story, obviously, where this guy is going to be kind of a robbery, right? Maybe. but Or a false that's alarm. The cops don't rush to get there. And in fact, two hours earlier, the cops just left because there was an alarm set off.
1: Man, if I was a cop, like, I, I could. <laughs> understand that it'd be like shit I just left there but why didn't they have anyone posted at that bank then if, if the, mm. you're the police and it's a I don't know like if you know it's a hot spot then why wouldn't you have someone posted there there were three or in the parking lot
0: Three, yeah no, because you'll see they can afford a cop there as you'll see why three robberies already in 1962 the first one was in June the robber got away with $24,000 the second one was in October that robber got away with $3,500 and the third, well, that brings us back to December 14th, 1962. It's a Friday. It's 11.02 a.m. in the morning. It's a payday. And Garland Sheridan, he is a, an old guy, but he's just a random name in the story. But he's kind of how we're going to tell this story through. Okay. He goes into the bank and he pulls out his check. It's payday. And it's Christmas. He's He's got a lot of gifts to buy. So he pulls out of his, his money. There's quite a few people in the bank, obviously, just like it would be nowadays, right, for Christmas. he He's looking down. He's kind of like, you know, how you
1: count your money. Like texting? But... Oh, I thought you were <laughs> texting. I was going to be like, it's 1962. Maybe he's a sunglasses time traveler. Also, oh, spoiler alert, the other two robberies were me. I was setting myself up there you go. for the future.
0: This man wanted to buy some perfume for his wife, some Paris perfume. Oh. And so he pulled out his money. He also wanted to buy the following. He wanted to buy for his kids a pair of kids gloves and some toys. He just had 20 if you've had these toys, I'm not going to make fun of you, but a chatty, chatty t- talking doll, Chatty Cathy, Chatty Cathy talking doll.
2: Well, these are toys from the '60s.
0: Yeah, and an easy bake oven.
2: Oh, I had an easy bake oven. Why would? Ah, you-
0: you're old. Oh shit. First
2: of <laughs> all, <laughs> okay, sensitive topic. I have a birthday this week, <laughs> legit asshole, asshole. So
0: I bet you had two, Jen.
2: I never
1: had an easy bake oven. Actually,
2: my I sister mean, it's got one. They, they, you know, I make, always wanted one. Make, make my some gone. brownies out of a uh, light bulb like that's, your, that's the cooking mechanism
0: why don't you just use the real oven i'm so confused. because, because you're a a child
2: dangerous for a child but yeah you should just you know work with a parent ask a parent make some homemade baked donuts mm-hmm. and call it a day this
0: man who went there to get money to buy his wife some paris perfume the report said paris perfume but i'm thinking what they meant is that the new paris hilton perfume which is available at, at sears <laughs> this guy garland sheridan he's buying this perfume for his wife because he's trying to get you know, the puss tonight. And he turned to leave and somebody bumps into him and says, El pardon, like pardon, but yeah. in French. Yeah, pardon. I don't
2: think they use L, but that's, no. that is right. not Sorry. French.
0: La pardon.
2: I think it's lay, yeah. Lay.
0: He walks out, somebody bumps into him. He says pardon in French and they almost collide. Now this is on the way out of the door. He kind of looks back. Now he's not fully outside the bank yet. This is, he's going out of the bank. He kind of looks back and he notices that this man was wearing a sandwich. Costume, a tailored Santa costume.
1: Oh, that's that's got to be expensive, like. Well, I guess back then the quality was a bit better on items because it wasn't being mass produced.
0: Made in TikTok? I meant China? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I'm, you know what is a really crappily made product? is what? anything American. We we make shitty products over here. Like, we make the ones terrible. that we
1: make in the States or the ones that the, we have them pro- produce outside?
0: I would never buy an American car. Ever. I mean, you had an American car. What a, I've had an American car. Volvo? Vul-
1: no, my Chrysler. I had a PT Cruiser, remember? It was orange. The cheese dude. Doodle. Go ahead and judge me. It was my grandmother's car.
0: This Santa Claus was wearing a tailored costume. It was fit to him. He was kind of a skinny guy, but you know, five, five, seven, five, eight, and it fit to him perfectly. He's not a fat guy, and no beard or anything. You could see his facial features perfectly. He had the Santa hat on and very expensive sunglasses.
1: So it was bad Santa.
0: Sheridan said "Rene," which means Rene, Rene, Jen, El Rene, which means in in France it's nothing. Like don't worry about it. What is that? Less than puta something really struck this guy as odd remember he's counting his money Oh, yeah. Counting his money. Bumps into Santa. Okay, there's other people wearing Santa shit, whatever. But, but a full he, suit? But then he kind of looks over. And remember, he's not outside the bank yet. He looks over and he, he sees something odd about Santa. Santa is carrying a sack, which is empty. Okay.
2: About to be filled with money.
0: And in his other hand was a semi-automatic rifle.
2: Oh, shit. What,
1: yeah. is, he, what is he doing with that rifle, Santa? What are you going to do? <laughs> like, Is that your discipline tool for blitzing? Like... Ah... <sighs> Okay. Faster.
0: Garland, who ju- was just leaving, is pushed back into the bank. Not from Santa. Santa's in front of him. He has a, a, I say semi-automatic rifle. That's a sort of nuke term. This is a submachine gun. It's it's actually a Belgium sh- submachine gun, which I'm going to show you exactly the thing. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I like really want one. Two elves push this man back in. Santa has a rifle. The elves, they have smaller weapons, a pistol, and a, a regular rifle. I believe a shotgun. I'm not sure. Two elves, one Santa. They rush into the bank. It's two a.m. What do you guys think of that?
1: I think that it would have been a better disguise if he had like pillows in his Santa suit and maybe a beard.
0: At this point, Santa walks in and everything I'm about to say is verbatim from what witnesses and hostages had said. He walks into the bank and he says the following. You
1: Imagine the three of us trying to rob
2: a bank (laughs) only for comedic purposes.
0: Santa walks in and he says the following, quote, this is a whole. Ho, ho hold up oh dang <laughs> everyone get on the fucking floor
2: ha ha ho ho oh, ho, God. Ho, ho, ho 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 ha Luna is freaking <laughs> Luna the does fuck not out like right this. <laughs> <laughs> shit I know it's okay Luna it's okay he says this is a ho
1: ho hold up yep. that's clever that's
0: the right. title
2: that's good yeah. yeah that's good I like it this is a ho
0: ho hold up Hells I, yeah! I, I
2: don't usually root for the villains but I mean like you, you gotta you gotta respect somebody that comes up with their own tagline so yeah so I wonder how long he thought on that <laughs> I mean I feel like he like thought of it and then thought of the crime and was like I'm, I need to use this in real life what can I use this for
0: <laughs> now. Keep in mind, this Santa had a tailored Santa suit, tailored to fit him exactly to fit his frame, which is not not a very good move because now they're going to be looking for a, a tailored a tailor. They're going to go to every tailor
1: and see. Who Did you a help suit. a man with a Santa suit? <laughs> At this point,
0: you have Santa and two elves in the bank. Now, this is in broad daylight, 11.02 AM. I want John to grow a beard like that. <laughs> I, I, think
2: I think John has a problem with growing like serious facial hair, which is fine. Wow, I don't, that's very I emasculating. Don't... Thank you. No.
0: Ho ho hold up. It's Santa robbing the bank. He's got an empty sack. And after <laughs> this, after we finish this episode, we're just gonna go right into it. But I got a list of all the porn titles made for Christmas. There's like um um jizz the season is a good one stuff like that so we're gonna talk about all of them and we're gonna rate them because and there's one that i came up with i'll say it now santa's sack that's not on the list it has not been made and i think that's brilliant santa's sack santa's coming is already one so is a white christmas (laughs) how
1: about up the chimney is up the chimney one or
2: down the chimney (laughs)
0: but stay tuned if you're a pervert and want to hear us talk about porno Santa
2: (laughs) from McLean's June 1st 1963 the first man inside the bank wearing a hood and brandishing a carbine shouted in English ho ho hold up everyone lie on the floor face down he posted himself outside the manager's office a second hooded man turned left went behind the counter and headed for the teller's case Pages. Then in swaggered Santa Claus, wearing sunglasses, pacing up and down the middle of the bank, shouting threats and obscenities, and waving an FN 308 semi-automatic rifle. Dang.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy, eh? All right, let's look at this rifle. It's pretty sick. But Was
1: it decked out like a candy cane?
0: Yeah, Jen, it was. Very good. Decked out like a candy cane. I'm just kidding. Here's the bank. Here is the inside of the bank so you guys can see.
1: Oh, from that day?
0: Yeah, from that. Well, I don't know if it's from that day, but that's the inside of the hey. bank. I have a
1: Charlie Brown tree. A Look at that sparse. tree. I do have to say, again, I am so thankful for for you guys for coming to help. Of course. With my, especially with my tree, John, thank you.
0: <laughs> I wasn't really too happy about helping, honestly.
1: I know no, you weren't no. <laughs> because you ER are had to do the same thing with ours. I promise <laughs> that I will try to make sure that next year that is not an issue. Just cut out all the netting. That was the really the issue. I thought I got most of it and I didn't think that it was an issue. So but now I understand. However, I will say that the tree that I got was a fantastic tree. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, this is the gun right here. Pretty sick, eh? If I was going to rob a bank, it'd probably be with this. This is a Belgian FNFAL. Pretty sick gun.
1: Look at that. Look at that um, The cartridge holder. I don't know what you <laughs> call it. I don't know guns. Is it a printer or? No, the part where this like. This is a 3D like...
0: printed gun, yeah. Very good, Jen. From the 60s. At least you're awake.
1: <laughs> Just... I mean, like, I'll under. I I i I'll take that because uh, there are some times when my eyes closed, but I'm listening. All
0: right, here we go. A you Belgi-
1: can't do that on the YouTube. I don't mean to. It's not like I do it intentionally. It's like I'm trying. Like you're, we put you to sleep.
0: A Belgian FN-308 semi-automatic rifle seized. That's the rifle right there. There's the actual news photo of it. So they did get the rifle, but he probably just dumped it, right? Right. No. Yeah.
1: No. What did he do with it? Yeah,
0: he- I don't know. Why don't we just listen in? All right.
1: Well, you sound like you're making a sarcastic statement.
0: In one hand, Santa carried his empty sack. In the other hand, he carried a semi-automatic submachine gun rifle there was also two elves behind Santa and as Nicole read he said ho ho hold up everyone hit the floor the, the next one you're going to read is a, is about the guy that actually sold the rifle this is for people that you know w- w- wonder why this guy has a, a freaking fully automatic rifle anyway so if you want to read the next one this is the actual pawn shop guy or whatever
2: you stand there and tell me people come here to buy a carbine or an FN rifle I might as well call them submachine guns to go hunting claimed one investigator to the gun shop it's legal, shrugged the latter. I don't tell them how they should hunt. In this store, an FN Rifle, a Belgian design selected by Canada and other Western nations as the deadliest hand weapon for killing enemy soldiers, sells for $175.
0: Here's what really happened. Like when we go to war, World of War II, we ha- we make all these weapons and then countries are right, one guy like Nicolas Cage yeah. in that movie Lord of War. Mm-hmm. He sells the guns.
2: When they're no longer being used.
0: Yeah. We don't just burn all the guns. So they end up in people's hands. And mm. that's why he had that gun. And it's a very powerful gun, as you're gonna see. It's a it's a it's a, it's a fully automatic rifle. That's what it is. And it's
2: the whole point point of that movie. It's not it's like cheaper for to dump the weapons yeah. at the oh, yeah. end of a conflict than yeah. to and buy new ones.
0: Santa Claus, he goes to the first register and he's shooting in the air because he's got plenty of bullets. He tries to rip open the register, the teller's like,
1: huh? magazine. That's the word I was looking for. Nailed
0: it. He tries the first one, the register pulls it open 2,600 bucks puts it deep in his big sack the next register he tries to rip it open but it's locked the teller actually went out to get sandwiches for lunch so he locked his register the next was also locked so now Santa's pissed he wants his effing money okay Santa money. he says who is the bank manager who is the bank manager and this man Holmes the one that we read earlier he's Robert Holmes he's the bank manager and he says it's me and this is what Santa says to him do you want to fucking live? Yes, I do, replied the manager. I'm fed up fucking around with these tellers. Go back into the vault. Get going. I know there's plenty of money around here. It's payday. So Holmes at this point calls over the chief teller, Robert Winsart, because at this point he's got to get both guys to input the code for the bank because it's one of those where I have one half of the code, you have the other, and then that's how we open the vault.
1: I feel like he probably should have waited until the next day because he he went in in the morning on payday not everyone has deposited their check yet so you should probably go the day after payday
0: this is the bank vault right here so you see kind of a this is the front of it they walk in the front door everyone get on the ground kind of set up just like a regular bank vaults right here boom which they spell it wrong b-o-u-t-e well
2: that french. french
0: yeah but that, it should be an american <laughs>
2: Not. They are not in America. They put in the combination. The vault opens. I just want you to know there is a drinking game going on. What? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about this drinking game. It's every time John mispronounces something. <laughs> oh, that's fucking bullshit. I love so that. You said voot. That's fucked up. You said voot. That's what Shram then... <laughs> said. What the fuck? <laughs> she was calling it out so that everybody else would drink.
0: That's bullshit. Y'all are gonna get fucking wasted. And uh,
2: now he's gonna do it on purpose. Oh shit! I'll, no, I'm not. I'll play the game. I'm I'll play a, the game. I'm just
0: a dirty hick. So they get to the vault and they open the vault. The Santa sack was then filled with $142,966. Now this is in 1962. So wow. that's that's probably worth about $700,000. Cash, bonds, and traveler's checks. Now the only thing they can use is the cash. They can't use government bonds and traveler's checks are out too. So they still got a pretty big pretty big haul. Now at this point, a junior teller named Madeline La Frambosi hits the silent alarm.
2: From the Globe and Mail at the vault, Mr. Wishart noticed Santa's tan skin and dark eyes and how his face was long, the fake beard riding up his bottom lip. When Santa wasn't looking, Mr. Wishart surreptitiously pressed the silent alarm. Lying on the floor, the customer, Mr. Sheridan, an engineer, looked down at his watch. It was 11.12 a.m. When another patron in the bank lifted their head up, Santa warned that anyone who did that again would be killed. And so Mr. Sheridan lay still and stared at his watch, noticing the time.
0: Alright, so we went in the bank at 11.02. So now it's 11.12. Everyone is on the FN floor. The police aren't even there yet. The only cops that showed up were the ones that were just in the area. They thought it was another false alarm. Two cops had left two hours ago because of a false alarm. We went to the Google Earth. Like I said, it is a hold-up man's dream. A four-lane highway, multiple exits, interchanges, different cities. Like, I mean... Quick getaway. Uh, yeah, quick getaway. There was no picture taken of him, but this is a, a police officer who has him um, who has uh, dressed to look like Santa. So this is the actual from the paper. <laughs> what pretty great.
2: <laughs> I like that he's
1: posing with the gun. I also feel like the sketch looks like the Jack Frost character from the Santa Claus movie.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. Like the evil guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: The
0: L's at this point were getting nervous because what it's already been eleven minutes and that's a long time. Mm. You know? I mean I could do that shit in eight, but you know whatever. Whatever. The the elves were getting
1: minutes. This is a long. Time. The
0: elves the elves were getting nervous and said, "Quote, hurry up! You're taking too long."
1: Oh, those elves are testy.
0: The Santa then says, "Quote, I'm not leaving till I get it all." One elf ran up to the front door and shouted, "The
1: police are coming!"
0: The police arrived. A Dennis Brabant Brabant Brabant, thirty years old, and a Claude Merino, thirty four. They were in two separate squad cars, and they crouched behind the squad cars because that's what you do, I guess. You know, you've seen it in the movies, and they withdrew their pistols. At this time, Santa's got his sack build, and he has hostages. But he's making his way outside the bank, and he starts firing on that police car. This is the police car. This is the the police car, like the actual one. So you see, you see uh, bullet holes.
1: Oh, damn! All
0: in it, you know, like all in here. I mean, I know it's black and white, but these are that's a bullet hole. A bullet hole. Santa comes out and he starts firing. Ho ho ho! Now the whole time, and this is verified by the witnesses. The whole time, this guy's in character, which is. Great. Great.
1: Yeah. Ho, ho, ho!
0: You never take me alive, Cummins! Brrr! da 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 da. da 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 He's firing at the officers. The Santa is determined to kill them. Now, he doesn't have to. He, I mean, there's only two there. Remember, like they didn't send more reinforcements because they thought it was fake. The entire time he's outside saying, ho, 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 he's in character. The ambulance then arrives.
2: As the ambulance pulled up from 60 feet from the bank, the bandits opened fire on it. The detonations sent office workers on the second floor scurrying from their desks to the front windows. Three people standing in the parking area ducked for cover. Cut- Cover. bullets tore through the ambulance from the undercarriage to the route. It's a real holdup.
0: Now, things do get real because this Santa, he is determined to kill these officers. And these officers are behind their cars and they have pistols. They don't have anything other than that. They definitely don't have a submachine gun.
2: Constable Brabant rushed into the line of fire and a bullet tore into his thigh. He fell between a red truck and a car groaning. Santa Claus crouched and fired repeatedly at... Barbant shooting underneath the truck, which stood between himself and the constable. Then, as the petrified faces in the windows looked on, he sprang around the truck, stood over the prone policeman, and continued firing. Mm. Metal jacketed bullets tore through the officer's body.
0: They didn't have bulletproof vests. in 1962. Full metal jackets. He is shooting.
2: Isn't that an album name?
0: The movie. It's
1: a
2: movie. Yeah, you know, full metal jacket. But
0: yeah, I mean media, you know, movies, music.
2: It was a it was a reference to something.
0: So at this point, he is shooting and he's going to kill this officer. Full metal jackets. He doesn't have to shoot. The officers were no threat at this point. They were no threat. They have been defeated. There's only two of them. They uh, pose no threat to the robbers. Mm. Santa, he runs and he jumps into the back of a white Oldsmobile. Now this is the actual car here. They found it a few miles away and this is the car.
1: Oh damn.
0: The glass is all shot out. I'm going to tell you why. Santa and a an elf, they jump into the Oldsmobile and they start to leave. Now the other elf actually goes back inside of the bank during all this, during the firing and he escapes out the back of this window. So you see the officers right here? Mm-hmm. So those are Venetian blinds. He pushes them over, he throws a chair through there and he comes out this window. You see the chair or whatever he used to break the window and and he got out that way. So he's on he's on foot. One elf, one Santa, they're driving away and one elf is on foot. Mm. Jack Ennis, a security guard that was across the street working at a construction site He starts running towards the Oldsmobile and he has a pistol with him and he he unloads the entire clip into the Oldsmobile driving away, which is why the window is shattered out. He didn't hit anyone, but he got the back window out. So at this point, it is now 1119 a.m. The ambulance is here, even though they were just getting shot at 1119. Mr. Sheridan looks at his watch 1119. Both officers are dead. Santa kills both officers in 17 minutes, executes them. Didn't have to, could have just let him go, but he stood right over him with a submachine gun and finished him off, and that's not cool. I mean, it's not. You're going to see why. I mean, I, there's a reason. It's not cool, but there's a reason I, I say that. You're going to see. Okay. The Montreal director of police, Adrian Roberts, said, quote,
2: I vow to rid society of these determined criminals who have proved that they are not going to hesitate to hold to, on to their profession of crime. I have ordered my men to shoot on sight.
0: They offered a $25,000 reward. That's this right here.
2: 25000 Wow. it's a
0: lot yeah. for them that as well. Yeah. Well, so they do get a lot of not. Not pushback. Everyone wanted these criminals caught, but they were officers. So people, even back in 1962, were like, well, if they weren't officers, would y'all care as much? This is pretty interesting. Back then, a fire truck came, pulled up to the bank, and extended his ladder all the way up. Mm. Why do you think they did that? Uh,
1: Help the hostages get out?
0: No, there was no more hostages. No, no. The hostages were fine. Oh. Yeah. So they extended their ladder all the way up to get a bird's eye view because, you know, the guy out the back, they wanted to see where his footprints were. It was snowing.
2: Oh. Oh, okay. Ah.
0: Which I don't understand. Like, I mean, they could just use a drone camera for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 1962.
0: This was the largest manhunt in Quebec. More than 200 cops, 2,500 people questioned. They raided hundreds, hundreds of underground hideouts, nightclubs, gambling dens, seedy
2: restaurants. Each night we arrive, the crowds are thinner, observed Detective Doug Stone. Pretty soon, there will be nobody around at all, replied a leathery old detective whose face is as similar on the main as French fried potatoes. Mm. The people who make their living from the night spots are a hell of a lot sorer at the Santa Claus gang than they are at us. The
0: main, which is the street uh, in uh, Quebec, a, quote, gaudy strip of cheap theaters, nightclubs, taverns, and pool rooms. It was downtown Montreal. Harbors the
2: biggest concentration of criminals in the nation. Career criminals were brought in, one detective told media about a man who was sent in for armed robbery. He's been out a couple months now. I was told he's on the booze and goofballs He can use a machine gun too Mm. right,
0: what's a goofball It is is a a mix
2: of
1: Barbiturates
0: so this is the post from the paper at the time. I know it's kind of hard to see, but remember, this is 1962. See the beer bottles?
1: Yeah, different. Liquor. And you
0: can see, do you see this hand? So this is like a mobster with his arms out. Yeah, getting frisked. So this is from the paper back then. Kind of cool. Yeah, the yeah. art
1: back
2: then was cool.
0: As I said, there's a twenty-five thousand dollar reward, and the Montreal Police Chief Inspector William Fitzpatrick said this about being cops.
2: Montreal Police Inspector William Fitzpatrick said, "Some people are saying we wouldn't be trying so hard to catch the Santa Claus." if their victims hadn't been policemen, said Chief Inspector Fitzpatrick. It goes deeper than that. The St. Laurent case was the most savage act I have ever encountered. After they were hit, the the officers were not impeding their escape. The bank robbers had nothing against them personally, yet one of them went back and kept firing at them until he was satisfied they were dead. If they get away with it, the city becomes a jungle. Executed defenseless.
0: Local gangsters agreed. A local kingpin says the following... Only dogs would do a thing like that. They'll get no protection from us. I promise you. If we find out who they are, we'll turn them over to to you. That was my French accent. <laughs> wow, <laughs> French kissing my cousin accent. <laughs> Wait, <what the> fuck? <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, indeed, it was. <laughs> So the first lead is the car. They found the car. It had $79,000 worth of bonds in it, which were traceable. So they left them. Mm. The police sketch was out. I showed you the sketch. And they were most interested in the Santa suit because it was top quality.
2: The Santa costume gave the impression of being tailored to the bandits frame, said the lead investigator, Inspector Huell. The killer is a vain man concerned with his appearance.
0: Now, the third elf slipped out the window. He actually goes to the, the nation most hotel and he asked the receptionist quote may I use your telephone he says it politely soon after a truck pulls up he gets in the truck and he leaves now this truck was actually a random occurrence so the the truck driver was a long-haul trucker didn't actually know the guy and they actually went past the bank they went past the bank because the truck driver's like man there must be some kind of accident or something and the guy agreed yeah I don't know what's going on they drove past the bank anyway right after they get past the bank the robber immediately asked to get out one week later it's or,
1: been one week since she looked at me Joby had to do the science and i'm angry
0: one week later okay we're wrapping this up julie's reeve a 30 years old he was living at 3421 Hochilaga street he was drinking whiskey the room he rented was in the attic area and it's kind of like a frog i guess but he's sitting there drinking whiskey and he was doing goofballs <laughs> <laughs> Which he was doing goofballs, yeah. And a janitor.
2: That, that's like the earlier <laughs> version of the speedball. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it is, actually. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Good job, Niquees.
0: I mean, I honestly, I'd prefer to do a speedball, but you know, whatever. Uh. He's drinking whiskey. A janitor walks in, and the janitor hears a loud thump in the attic. This guy falls over. He's not dead, but he had a stroke. He's rushed to the Notre Dame health facility. A blood clot was in his brain.
2: The man was, was discovered to have a blood clot on on the brain, the result apparently of excessive consumption of goofballs. Mm -hmm. He was partially paralyzed and totally speechless.
0: Yeah, stay away from them goofballs, Jen. In his pocket was $1,297 in cash. Now, that's a lot. Now, remember, that's a lot for back then. It's 1962. So, they were really curious about where they got that money from since literally a block away, a bank was just robbed. Another man showed up claiming to be this guy's brother. Says that he demands this money. So, the cops were involved that guy leaves but the the man which is julius reeve he's still in the hospital the cops show up they look at the money the serial numbers match those of the bank so they know that he was one of the elves not the mm, santa okay he refused to cooperate but eventually we do get all three all right so Ooh. oh on friday january 11th so after christmas this happened on the 14th so we'll not, even 30, not even 30 not even 30 days later a man called the chief of police saying that he had information. This man was a married man and he said the following.
2: He was a married man but had become involved with another man in a relationship which had homosexual overtones. This man and two others had proposed that the informer join them in a holdup. But meanwhile, his wife had learned of the relationship and demanded that he choose between her and the homosexual. Mm. He returned to his wife and was now making a final break from the three men by telling police what he knew. That's not good.
0: So he's a snitch. This is the guy that's in the hospital. I'll put all these photos on talkmore.com. You can go here. This is Julius Reeves, and this is the guy that uh, was ratted out to the police. That guy is going to rat out the Santa Claus, which is Georges Marcolt right here. That's the Santa Claus. So he's going to rat out him. Who are the men, demanded the officers. One you have already, Jules Reeves. Reeves was the paralyzed man under guard in the hospital. The others are George Marquette and Jean Paul Fournay. George George Marquette was knocked off the list at first because he, quote, from the police, quote, wasn't the submachine gun type. So what they did when they looking for these criminals initially is they went through all the, you know, recent parolees and people that got out, people that were would use a submachine gun. This guy was just known as a, a, uh, quote, pistol man. So you have George Marquette, 35 years old, Santa, and the one that killed the two officers, career criminal. He was friends with Jean Fournay, the one that was the homosexual that was called about mm-hmm. They both were released a few weeks before the crime. He was the one with the the Santa with a submachine gun. He was known as a usual, quote, pistol guy. Fournay, 39 years old, was the window elf. He's the one that jumped out the window. He was a career criminal. The jailers actually joked about his his, uh, in and out stays in the prison that the guy had his own keys made because he was so in and out of prison. Mm. He was also identified by the receptionist at the hotel. So at this point, we got them all. The trial February. February ni- 1963 Claude Mornay. He was charged with murder.
2: He cut a stylish figure in the court, slicked back hair, coiffed into a wave with thick framed Buddy Holly glasses and a thin pencil mustache made him look like a stereotypical jazz fan from the music clubs.
0: So this is him right here. I'll put all these photos on TalkMurder.com.
1: I had like two different songs going in my head at the same time. And Jen, can you...
0: Do you even listen?
1: I am. All right, Because he had the he looked like Buddy Holly, but then he also had, I wish um, I had a pencil thin mustache, boss and backhead kind. All right. Two round Ricky Ricardo glasses. And, uh, nah, 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 nah. All right, let's finish this up. So, Some good old Jimmy Buffett. Yeah.
0: The, the trial, which was a trial, we're talking about the one guy that murdered two officers, Mark Marquette, 12 days. Nos trovons <laughs> la cause Horman Roger Gagnon said, which means in France, we find the Accused guilty, and each juror repeated his finding in turn as culpable. Now, for now, he snitched on Marquette Marco, so he was actually knifed in the back five times with a letter opener at the Stony Mountain Penitentiary. Now, a little bit about the uh, the officers that were killed. Floyd, one of the officers, wasn't actually supposed to be on work at the day. It was his day off because tomorrow was his daughter's tenth birthday. He had three children. He was actually best friends with the other officer, Dennis Brabant. They were best friends they both individually had three children of their own so they always hung out Claude responded to the scene because he wasn't even supposed to really be on that route at the time but he responded there because he was actually born in the same plot of land It that bank wasn't a bank when he was born it was a farmhouse and he was born in there so it's kind of like to his heart so he died right where he was born basically but pretty sad Marco went to the death penalty but there was uh, some mistrial this is Canada so he was basically <sighs> given 20 years he got out and he continued to rob banks until he wow. was over 50 years old he continued robbing banks in Canada mm. and it's a career they all pretty much died after doing some jail sentencing but uh, I think the the last one died in 2015 and that was Mar-K, Marco mm. he was like 80 years old and he tried to cash out write books and stuff like that about it but anyway that's the story pretty sad or pretty crazy story Santa the ho ho hold up anyway that's all I got and until next time good night you lovely lovely people people.